Oh, that was a doozy. <laughs> Welcome back to episode two of uh, the Matron Saint of Nightmares podcast. I am the matron. And I am the acolyte. So today we watched Midsummer, and uh, just so everybody knows, there will be hella spoilers coming. Yeah, I think that's, that's just, just going to be how it's granted. Is. I hope everybody knows yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's just going to be how it goes from now on. Yeah, if Actually, you haven't seen it, go watch it. Yeah, yeah. and it works. Mm-hmm. That's basically how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Midsummer. Heard a lot about it. Uh, I think my brothers are super into it. I've had some friends recommend it. Um, I don't think anybody quite could explain quite what it was going to be. I kind of yeah. could pick up, you know, just on the vibes before, but... It's a great breakup movie. I think we should start with that. <laughs> just a phenomenal great breakup movie. Um, but it is hard to kind of explain. So I guess, like, in a nutshell, Danny is the main character, and she and her boyfriend um, have been dating for, like, four years, and they've No, had... was it just over three and a half? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Her boyfriend's a gem. And they've been dating for a while, and they go on this trip to Sweden for her boyfriend's friend's thesis project. Yeah. Um, actually, just as a quick aside, I think we didn't intend to do this, but um, a few months ago during heavy quarantine, sure, phase one quarantine, we watched The Wicker Man. Yeah. And, I mean... I think the Wicker Man was a, we, we could probably talk about it in a different episode too, maybe revisit mm-hmm. it. But I remember being actually somewhat underwhelmed by it, even though it's a classic. Yeah. Um, but I think it does have a lot of parallels in terms of, um, at least with the Wicker Man kind of sets a, a precedence to Definitely. this movie, I think for sure. Uh, but I think that's all um, I wanted to point out. But. I think yeah. Ari Aster, kind of the director, Ari Aster, who I'm like a huge fan of, um, I think he like kind of sent an homage to um, The Wicker Man in Absolutely. this movie, I think. Yeah, I don't think this could be done without The Wicker, the Wicker Man. Man, yeah. I, think that's, I agree with that. Yeah, but not, not to take anything away from Midsummer, but mm-hmm. I think in some ways The Wicker Man was uh, something important to look at. Um, and sure. I'm not sure, I mean, not necessarily even necessary to, to even watch Midsummer. But, um, anyways, so where do we want to start? Well, um, one thing I wanted to say is I grew up in like a Scandinavian community. Mm -hmm. I'm a Scandinavian person of Scandinavian descent. And, uh, I didn't understand until I moved out of my like closed community that other people didn't do this, but we had a huge midsummer festival. Mm -hmm. Um, we danced around the Maypole. We recognized the, the runes for fertility and protection Mm -hmm. and all of those things. Um, and we had like similar traditions. So when this first came out, I was so excited um, because I like Ari Aster, really liked Hereditary. I think it was brilliant. And I was really excited to see like what else he would he would come up with, um, particularly in like a culture that I could like recognize some right. of like the, yeah. <laughs> the patterns with. Yeah. So it was really, it was fun for me in that way. And I think in that way too, because I'm familiar with some of the imagery, it's not as scary. Right. For me, I had a friend who's black who said um, that they absolutely wouldn't want to see this movie because <laughs> <laughs> because for yeah. for the similar reason, right? Because of like the imagery is like very familiar to like white right. like 
cultures and yeah um, I could see that and he he was saying that it would be a scary movie so uh, I completely understand that so I think my perspective on it comes from a different way where I'm very familiar with a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. was like more comfortable with it but it's a weird movie yeah um, where to begin um, I know we wanted to do a death count yeah let's we start could there just start right off the gate yeah with a good just old a really death rundown hammer the Spoiler is going to be in this episode. Yeah, just get him out the way. So I, I, I originally did the lazy thing. I was like, well, they sacrificed nine people at the end. And then you reminded me that there was, in fact, 12 people that died. Right. Um, the movie <clears throat> essentially opens with Danny, the main character, finding mm-hmm. out that her parents had died because her sister um, had... Uh, Done a murder-suicide, basically. Right. Um, it was the uh, car exhaust. Right. Uh, so she poisoned her parents while they were sleeping with the carbon or the exhaust from the car, mm-hmm. and then she um, set up another car to die by suicide herself. Right. But what was she gnarly said. about hers is she had a direct tube straight to the gob. Yeah, Just, straight to her mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That was. That was pretty gnarly. That was gnarly. Um, and actually, I think one of the things that I've noticed, and we could maybe revisit this throughout the episode, but um, the actress who plays Danny is phenomenal. Oh my gosh! Um, but also, she doesn't. She does the ugly cry. Yes. Which I think actually adds to the intensity of it. Yes. Like, and uh, even later on when they when they do the rituals and there's this like echoing thing that they do but like it's heart-wrenching yeah you you really feel it yeah it's gross in terms of like it's just like somebody displaying their sort of raw emotion and that i think that's done very well Mm -hmm. because it's you're uncomfortable actually you know you're sort of like i don't want to be that neighbor hearing that because it's uncomfortable Um, but i I thought i thought you did a great job with that Um, yeah and I think that's one of the things, too. One of the things he did phenomenally, I think, in Hereditary, the director, was that exact thing of showing that, like, raw emotional pain in a way that, like, we're really not shown it mm-hmm. generally in media, right? Like, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, the man cry with, like, one tear. Yeah, like, yeah. Or, like, the girls that are, like, a little frantic. It's, like, very gendered. It's yeah. not very, like... Um, it's not very real. And I think in Tony Collette, who was amazing in Hereditary, like did that really well. Mm-hmm. And I think um, the Florence, how do you say her last name? Pew? Pew. Florence Pew, I think was amazing. And just that like unadulterated pain, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you have to sit with it and it's uncomfortable. And that kind of leads to her conversation with her friend where she's saying like, am I leaning too much on Christian because I have this crazy family and I have all of these things going on? And am I just like leaning too much on him? Because, and we get to see that like, yeah, it's ugly. It's like, it's horrifying what happens to her, right? Yeah. But then it asks like the question, like, what are we allowed to ask for? I think in relationships, right? That's interesting because we kind of talked about this before the episode and I almost sort of side with Danny a lot on this where her boyfriend actually just I mean okay through the through her perspective I think he sucks but like it's understandable that they're actually just kind of incompatible that's what it is and and that incompatibility isn't being addressed constantly you know there's constantly these like 
those silences between them where they're you know that there's something they should talk about but they're both avoiding it yeah and you feel it like yeah you definitely feel it um and so while i think yeah the movie does portray the boyfriend as somebody that's i think his behavior could be a lot better <laughs> towards yeah, her sure or kind of like then just break up with her you know what i mean like right. if your heart it doesn't doesn't feel like his heart is in it I don't think his friends help either because they're not really great influences, right? They're sort of like, I don't know, they seem very immature. Yeah, they're not on the Danny train. They're at all. not, but not even. It's not even her fault. I think they're they're all they all just like probably are non-committal. They yeah. they seem a bit non-committal. Yeah. You know, maybe looking forward to this trip and all the girls or Swedish girls or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, they talked about that a lot. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think Christian's a monster, though, right? He's not. Like, and I, and I think that's, like, one of the interesting parts about it is because, like, he's... And I think her friend, um, like, she has this conversation with her friend that you kind of can't hear, but I think it's, like, really on point, um, where she's talking about, like, what she can ask for in the relationship, and her mm-hmm. friend is saying, like, no, like, it's... He's choosing not to be vulnerable. Yeah. Like, he's choosing to not be intimate with you. That's exactly... Like, he's... It's an intimacy issue. He's not available for you to be intimate with him at this time. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like, if he was also sharing his burden with you, like, it wouldn't feel so one-sided. Right. he's not. Right. Um, And and it's a privilege for him to be able to be there for you. And I think that's, like, a really good kind of, like, reframe in a relationship to say, like... Because a lot of us feel a lot of baggage when we ask for help. Yeah. But... And I, she struggles with this like the whole movie, and it's kind of cringy at times. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's kind of at the root of it is like, like she wants an intimate relationship and he doesn't. Yeah. But he feels also like, you know, how are you going to break up with someone after their whole family dies? Right. 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 Yeah. And he doesn't. He 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 cares for her, but not enough. To right. like, and he doesn't feel committed to her. Well, he, I feel but, like he cares for her in an abstract sort of way, but also yeah, yeah, in a yeah, selfish yeah. way where he doesn't 100%. want to feel like the bad guy in that situation. 100%. But in fact, he's being the bad guy by yeah, sort yeah. of like stringing her along and all those sort of things, you know. And um, I, yeah, there was a couple of moments where there's a bunch of times where she kind of readjusts her, her expectations, you know, and yeah. she apologizes for something she shouldn't, right? Like, because she was like, oh, I didn't know. I just didn't like the way that I found out about you going to Sweden. Yeah. That was like ultimately what it came down to. Yeah, right? he already bought like, the tickets. He didn't tell her. You dropped she this on like, me hey. at a party that yeah. I decided to go to last minute. And now like I'm upset because I didn't know about it earlier. And he's like, well, I'm trying to apologize. And she's like, no, no, no. It's, I don't need an apology, actually. Like, I'm fine with you Perfect going to Sweden. Example. But actually, you know, um, I just wish I could have found out differently. You yeah. know, and then you, and then she actually, what's becomes a little cringy is when she's like, no, I think going to Sweden's awesome. Like, yeah, I think it's never great. Mind. It's you great. know, yeah. And Let's she has talk. to lie about how she feels about it just to kind of tiptoe around his defensive reaction. You know, it's like, well, bro, like you're in the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're actually in the wrong. And that's a perfect example because in that situation, she's like, I want to talk about it. And he's like, I'll just leave. Right. right, right, right? right. Which is like a perfect example of like the intimacy problem. Right. Yeah. Like he's like, I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to resolve mm-hmm. it because this isn't worth the investment. Mm-hmm. And she's saying like, no, I want to invest. And so that's why yep. she like keeps backpedaling until yeah. there's nowhere left for her to backpedal. Yeah. Right. Like uh, she's just keeps giving and giving and giving up. What is the, what is the Brene Brown? quote where she says it's uh stepping into the ring or something oh like yeah that. into the arena into the arena right yeah like she's constantly being like okay cool let's, let's like, work it out let's open up you know mm-hmm. like i'm here and she actually quite 
quite well like explains why she's upset so right don't need an apology Call about me. you going to sweden right um i just wanted to know earlier and i want to know why you felt like you couldn't tell me yeah essentially right and then he's yeah he just kind of isn't unable to do that or unwilling to right you know and then he does the lazy thing, which I think like also indicates like how much he's not willing to invest. So he invites her on the trip by saying that, oh, my friends want you to come. Right. Right. So it puts like the burden on them. But then he and also has to drop it on his exactly. friends where he's like, oh, like by the help way. me out, you know. And then so he sticks him them in a weird position. Right. And then I think I actually kind of tips the scale for um, his Swedish friend who's like, OK, well, fine. If she's going to be here, like. I'm going to make this great for her, too, you mm-hmm. know, because you there's like oh, some weird sexual tension, too. But for like sure. he he definitely is like, OK, if she's going to be here, actually, I think it would be good for her right? because he's constantly thinking yeah. about, you know, his own parents dying and, and that sort of relationship to her where she has she's at in life because it's been less than a year since her parents died. Right. You know, or whole, right. her, basically her whole family. Um, right. I like too how they made like her sister's bipolar disorder as kind of like a like a side story, right? Right. Like and and especially in that early conversation with Christian. Yeah. Where she was saying like he's like, Oh, you're you're letting her do this to you mm. Which I think is is often something we say to like try to be supportive of people who whose family are like struggling with mental health issues. Right. Like set boundaries, take care of yourself, you know. Yeah. But it came across as like pretty detached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then she said, like, you know, she has bipolar disorder. She's, like, working on something. Like, there's something. It's not like she's just crying for attention. Like, right, because he does say she that. Has, yeah, yeah she like, has, like, an illness that she's, like, really struggling with. And I think that this could be legitimate. Like, her threat right. could be legitimate. And right. I'm really nervous. Um, and, and I think that that was, like, a really good example of how, like, he kind of brushes things aside. Mm-hmm. Like, he just kind of didn't want to engage with, like, the, the truth of the situation, which yeah. was, like, yeah, this is scary. Like, yeah. the email she got was scary, yeah. and this is a fucked up situation, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I appreciate how they how they talked to that as not, like, a main storyline, but as, like, an aside, mm-hmm. because it didn't make it seem like her, necessarily, that her sister committed... Um, like murder and then died by suicide like necessarily because of her bipolar disorder she had her own story kind of that we just didn't know yeah like they were just like oh there's a sister mm-hmm. you know what i mean it adds a, to, sort of to the heaviness though yeah right? because totally. if it was a big sort of uh big focus on it then it, i think it would affect the ultimate story but it adds to like the darkness that danny carries in the totally. movie i think where totally. you just like you don't know what it is that she's still grieving about and those sort of things you know um because you don't really see it because she keeps like trying to she has like these patches of it and but then she like <gasps> like packages it all up yeah and like keeps going and you can like see it, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i think uh like that's one of the big things about when like when pele her the swedish friend when he says to her like i lost my parents too but i never had to worry about community like I, I mm-hmm. had people there to pick me up and yeah. I never I, I always felt held yeah and I think like that like hits her because like that's what she's not feeling in her relationship yeah and that's like yeah. and that's also like what she doesn't have in her family right yeah. like she doesn't have her family anymore yeah. so like what a what a lonely kind of place to be like really feeling lost in your relationship yeah and, like, e- and even if you want to take the community that she's in with the, her boyfriend and her friends now, right? Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're all so kind of unsupportive of each other. You know, yes. they're all very self-motivated. Definitely. Not self-motivated, but self, 
interested Mm -hmm. in this whole trip. Yeah. Because, you know, Mark has his reasons for going. Uh, Christian has his reasons. And he's actually being sneaky about it, too. Right. Um, Is it Chidi? Josh. Yeah. (laughs) Josh. He actually has the clearest vision. But his problem is that he's so emotionally detached from it. He's, you know, acting as like a strict observer. Right, he's intellectualizing everything. Yeah. And yeah. and he's just like very hyper focused on his project mm-hmm. and that's like his number one priority. He's just Heather. Like, <laughs> from the Blair Heather Witch from Project. Blair Witch. Exactly. Yeah. I mean we could like make different pre references yes. to previous because like the other thing is, um well, what was I what was I gonna say? There's it's only, well maybe not that opposite because you there is some daylight in Blair Witch, but it's actually a very dark movie. Right. They obscure a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but this one plays off of it being light all the time. And yeah. a lot of actually lovely light sim- symbols. Yes. You know, flowers, color, even sort of white. Uh, well, well, actually white in um, Asian cultures. Well, not Asian cultures, but um, Taiwanese culture, at least. Yeah. We wear for funerals, so oh. that actually for me was a little easier a little weird. to. Oh yeah. <laughs> to, to, to to kind of be like yeah okay white yeah that track worn that for a funeral, um, but um, yeah so Danny's community with her friends right it's it's not as it's not tight knit at all she's essentially still just Christian's girlfriend right <laughs> right and so. Um, and yeah, just the way that he is with her, and and I don't necessarily blame him, but again, I think it's a compatibility thing, and it's a, and it's just sort of just an unfortunate situation, really, like yeah. being stuck in a not so great or not so healthy relationship, let's say, um, and going through a massive loss like that. Right, yeah. right, and I I think that's interesting because he is he is a kind of a jerk at times, and sometimes you get irritated by him, mm-hmm. and at the same time, like you do recognize like he's just an immature college kid, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's he's just a kid, he's just being. Yeah. So those the first three deaths, I guess, were her parents and, and her sister. sister. Yeah. Right. Um, and I and know, then there's nine. Yeah, and then there's nine that were the actual sacrifices mm-hmm. for the humans. So I think that the first the first person to die was Simon that we knew of. Oh no, that's was, not true. No, it's the the older the, couple. Yeah, yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. The the two seventy uh, two year olds. <laughs> yeah, with the uh, with probably the worst belly flop contest I've ever you seen. You know what? You said this during the movie, and I rolled my eyes then, and I'm gonna roll my eyes now. No, it was it was it was gnarly. I I'm think, making light of it. Yeah, Sorry. no, no, no. Um, it's funny. It's it's gnarly, and I think like uh, seventy two seems really young to me. Yeah, um, seventy. I mean, it's you know, I think anytime. I know, but it's such an interesting thing that the um, the lady said because when the two when the British couple reacted, right. and then the sort of uh, the lady in charge, their matron was sort of like, no, 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 you don't understand though. Like one, this is tradition, but like, like, what's the difference in living the rest of your life in 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 the shame or the fear of the inevitable? Well, and that's not maybe not the fear. That's not what she said, but she said, um, uh down the quote um okay well i can't bring it up now but yeah. she essentially was saying rather than resisting that sort of inevitable inevitable which she was referring to as death right right and, and it, i mean it's an interesting 
idea. Yeah. And Christian says later, like, oh, we put our elderly people in nursing homes. I'm sure they would think that that was right. Um, unethical. And I think it, it brings up a great question about, like, what... Again, I kind of think it comes back to, like, what do we deserve? It's, it comes back to this question of, like, of what are we willing to ask from society? What do we owe society? Yeah. And what do what are we owed by society? Right. So, like, they think of their lives as, like, the four seasons, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, spring is a child yeah. and so on. And so, like, they think, like, once you reach the end of your life, that's just, like, what you're giving back to the community, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you are, you're taking your, your end with dignity. You are yeah. you're taking control of it. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a really interesting idea. It is. Um, and their ideas of, like, the, the life cycle, I think, are very interesting. Of, like, when people reach certain places in life right yeah the different milestones mm-hmm. um and the sort of different yeah the different phases in life that you yeah. go through yeah um sorry yeah the, the quote was lashing back at the inevitable mm. um and uh yeah lashing I, I, back. I like that. that really stuck out to me i mean mm-hmm. clearly because i've needed to refer back to my notes for it yeah. <laughs> no, it's powerful though, like lashing out back at society. And there is yeah, like this, there is this like this narrative throughout or these like symbols throughout that are talking about like people in nature, right? Mm-hmm. So like Danny, one of her hallucinations when she takes many of the hallucinogens yeah. that are in this movie is that she hallucinates that like her hand is growing grass or her feet are hay. Yeah. So she's hallucinating that she's like more connected with mm-hmm. nature. And I think that that's like a common theme too. Yeah. Um, okay, well, that was a long detour t- from the deaths. Dang it. Okay, deaths. <laughs> so We're back on deaths now. The the older couple that we assume are 72. Yes, they, so they were the next ones. They were, yeah, they were the next ones. And there's actually an interesting build-up to it because, you you know, at first you're kind of like, oh, yeah, maybe they're serious. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, they're serious. Oh, no, this is happening. Yeah. And then um, we, you know, we've just decided to do this thing where mm-hmm. who are you in the... Um, who do you relate to the most? In yeah, the, I relate to the the British couple because they were like, no, they had a great. How are reaction. you okay? How are you okay with this? We're out. Right? Most ethical. And then they just sort of get like <laughs> divided and conquered, you know. Yeah. And and it doesn't end well for them. And they're the next deaths, actually. Yeah, and then we think, the but we're not. We never see Simon die. At least in we terms of dead. the last time we see them. Right, right, right. So we're assuming that after we stop seeing them, that that's when they're killed. Yeah, because that's when they're kind of taken away. But. I don't know if we're jumping ahead, but Simon gets blood eagled. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. His his, his lungs, lungs are, are breathing. So was he still alive? Or so that's the question. I mean, I think clearly it goes without saying we don't get to choose how we die. But being blood eagled is not something that I would ever choose. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's so just how not would, great. How would you? What's your preferred way? You know, quick, 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 as painless as possible. Double tap to the back of the head would be great. <laughs> just get it done. You know what I mean? Like, just no buildup. Anyway. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a note of that. No blood eagle. Yeah, no blood eagle, please. <laughs> and, you know, I think a lot of healthcare workers have had this really macabre conversation at work, which is how would you want to die? Because we're around death a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I've thought about it. Blood eagle, not on my list. Not on my list. And poor Simon. So I don't really know if he's still alive at the time or if... Because they also took the hallucinogens. So yeah. Christian, who we see the through the eyes of Christian at that moment, mm-hmm. he had taken the hallucinogens. So I'm uh, choosing to believe yeah. that that was what it was. But 
also his lungs were breathing. Yeah. I I did want to I did want to make a sort of uh aesthetic comment. I think mm-hmm. they did um a good job of portraying actually what uh hallucinations on psychedelics feel like. It's it's yes. not necessarily you see random shit pop up here and there. Right. It's a it's like a, a wiggle. Movement. Yeah. yeah, there's a bit of a things they say things are breathing, but it's more that things are like oscillating. Right. Yeah. And then uh, every once in a while you see something kind of weird and you'll fixate on that and then maybe the grass coming out of your hand or something like that. But it's really like this wiggling thing and things become kind of start to move. And so I thought they did a really good job. Yeah. yeah. At least from what I've heard online. I Absolutely. may or may not. Of course, I don't know. we don't endorse yeah. drug use. Um, but, <laughs> but I think that that's a, that's a, that's a great point too. Like throughout the whole thing, you kind of like, you're picking up on things and then you go back and ask yourself, did that move? Right. Or, and I think that's part of yeah. like how artfully it was done. It's yeah. really subtle. Yeah. And I like that. And the, the sort of blistering sunlight, I think they did a pretty good job of, of making it like a really bright setting. And mm-hmm. so, you know, sometimes when it's really bright, you can't really tell if you saw that certain thing right, right totally. or if that's what exactly you saw. Um, and I think that adds to it, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, you, there's sort of a sense of loss of time too, right? Because of the yeah. time of year and the specific sort of time of year that they're doing this um, ritual. Um, and so you, yeah, they, they, everything gets blurred. Is it morning? Is it evening? You know? Right. Um, and so, I, I mean, I'm sure historically even that that's the sort of, feeling uh, of that mysticism time. part of that time even in especially in scandinavia yeah um, when they have those periods yeah so then i think i think the next step would be connie um because mm-hmm. she disappears next yeah she finds out that simon is she's told that simon left without her mm-hmm. but she doesn't really believe it yeah and then she kind of disappears and we don't see her body until later so yeah. we're not really sure what happened with her yeah um and then then i think mark is next and then it's Mark, um, which is, and Mark actually is interesting. Well, he's a bit one-dimensional, I feel like, in the movie. Um, okay. Hellhound disturbance. Yes. The one-headed Cerebrus is whining about something. Um, yeah. Um, Mark is the classic American. Yeah. Sort of. A bit yeah. like a bull in a china shop. Um through on his trip to Sweden <laughs> yeah um, and you know he urinates on their ancestral dead tree and upsets, upsets the village um, yeah. and still doesn't realize and is actually as minimally apologetic as he could possibly uh, yeah, be. As he could possibly be yeah completely agree because um, he's just like but it's a dead tree I don't know and, and yeah and they don't like, seem too on, happy about dude. it and so I don't know. I wonder. Uh, he probably was. He was on the chopping block, anyways, though, because they were gonna. They were gonna sacrifice all the newcomers, um, right? But, but yeah, yeah. So, do do you think he would have been okay if he didn't piss on the their ancestral tree? You know. You know. I think that's a really great question, and I'm not sure. I do know that like Mark and Josh both kind of made sins against the community, right? Yeah. And I I do think that Mark being like the image of American exceptionalism is like pretty. Yeah pretty intense like he yeah. he's making fun of everything he's talking about just like wanting to get 
around some Swedish girls, and that's kind of eventually what leads to his demise, we think. Yeah. He gets led off by a by a girl and or a woman, and then we kind of don't see him yeah. until Josh's it's, death, yeah. when we see a part of him, maybe, his face, yeah. which is worn as a mask, and it's pretty gross. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting, too, because all of the outsiders do embody some element of American exceptionalism. Because mm-hmm. um, even with Josh's dedication to the work and his thesis, right? It, it's almost, like you said, he intellectualizes everything and there's this uh, spiritual spiritual detachment from it, right? And I think oh, yeah, that's why sure. Danny sort of has the most, most full experiences. She is unsure, but she's actually willing to participate time yeah. and time again. Yeah. Um, whether she's has a choice or not, but still, I think. Um, and uh, Josh is sort of he's there for a project, right? Right. The, this whole thing is a project, rather than uh, an experience. And then yeah. Mark clearly wants to just go get some with the Swedish girls. Yep. Um, Christian is sort of sneaking around, and and you find out his motivation ultimately was to do his thesis because he was undecided yeah. before that and he want, he decides to kind of intrude on Josh's project yeah right? and he justifies it in different ways but um yeah he kind of like forces himself into that too yeah and I think that's a great kind of way to describe Christian's kind of like exceptionalism situation is because he he just stole and I think it's like kind of um in the background that like Josh is black and Christian is white and he's just kind of like stealing his project. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I think, um, and Christian tries to kind of justify it, but I think he had some anxiety over not being able to pick a thesis. And I think Christian, like one thing that they keep kind of hinting at is that Christian doesn't really know his identity. I think that's another Mm. issue. Like Christian Mm. kind of doesn't know what he's passionate about. He doesn't know if he wants to be with Danny or not. Yeah. You know, he, he goes back on Josh and, and Mark and says like, oh, we're not friends with them when yeah, they're, when they're totally suspected of, the yeah, yeah. when they're suspected of stealing the book. Like, so we're not affiliated, we're not affiliated with, with them at all. Yeah. So Mark, Mark ends up dying because we think, I mean, we don't know if he would have died earlier or not, right. but he invades the temple and takes pictures of book, of a not book. Mark, Josh. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. yeah he Josh. sneaks in at night. Josh sneaks in at night. Thank you. And takes pictures of the book. And then that's when his killer is like hiding in the temple. Yeah. He sees someone wearing Mark's face <laughs> what he thought was Mark for yeah. a second yeah yeah and um, then we don't see him until later too when he's yeah. buried in the garden okay so the, the, that's the first four the, mm-hmm. the foreigners mm-hmm. and then and then there's and then the two elderly yeah. sacrifices so three more um, two are volunteers the two volunteers yes yep um, one of them was the childhood best friend of uh, Pele uh, Pele and then, and he gets sacrificed because he brought the newcomers. And so that's part of his volunteering, I think, right. too. And they implied that. Um, and then they they do the uh, Scandinavian rune Powerball. Oh, I know. So <laughs> With the runes. Random. To see who, yeah, who's who in, could possibly be sacrificed for the last one, the ninth fun one. Fun contraption. Yeah. I thought lottery. they were going to grind people on that. It looked like a, a tree grinder. Yeah. Actually, a wood chipper. Wood chipper. Um, yeah, but no, they just had it as a as a lottery ball, I guess. Yeah. 
So then they pick someone um, by lottery mm-hmm. to be a potential volunteer to be sacrificed. And then they pit that person against Christian, who is Danny's boyfriend. And then Danny, since she wins the May Queen competition, is able to choose whether or not she sacrifices Christian or the townsperson. Mm-hmm. And then I think we have a really interesting question about how much guilt, <laughs> how much judgment do we offer for Danny? Because she is choosing for Christian to die. Uh, yeah, I'm a little confused now because Christian Christian is in the bear suit and he gets burned. The two yeah. volunteers, one is Ingmar, mm-hmm. which is Pele's friend. Who was the other guy? So, but I thought the other guy was the town townsperson. No, no, no. That was another townsperson. We don't really get to know oh, his okay. story. I see, I see. But then Christian, um, Danny gets to pick between okay. him and another townsperson, okay. not the other one. Okay. Yeah, not okay. the first sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, okay. So, yeah, that, that's a it's a fascinating situation. Because mm-hmm. here is the boy that you saw. Cheating on you. Yeah, ritualistically, ritualistically cheating, cheating on you on in the you. weirdest sex scene of all yeah. time. Um, and just how generally crappy he's been because he was not great on the trip too yeah just you know? in general he forgot a birthday yeah he for, yeah he forgot her birthday which totally was the day pre- they arrived like yeah. come on like and then day totally pretends like he didn't forget it even though whatever he was doing with the shit cake and not being able to light the candle um it was rough it was rough it was painful. yeah um, yeah and yeah that's just that was painful so she ultimately does choose for him to be sacrificed. And I think it's really interesting watching it and seeing all the bear symbolism leading up to that moment. Yeah. Like all of the 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 pictures, the picture by her bed of the bear and the little yeah. girl and mm-hmm. like all sorts of things throughout the movie that were kind of leading up to like him being put inside of a bear so he can't talk and he yeah. can't move and being burned alive. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that the other for the other sacrifices they offered like the medicine mm-hmm. um and they said like so you won't feel any pain yeah. and so you won't feel any fear yeah and then like later it seemed like that wasn't super accurate but uh, <laughs> yeah. some people yeah. seemed like they were in pain yeah but i then, wonder if they were just screaming out of the visual factor feel uh, yeah. yeah you know because you're like i'm watching myself burn right i'm gonna scream it's true it's possible yeah. i at first thought like oh why aren't you giving christian some of that you know what i mean but maybe you don't if you're not a volunteer yeah, there you go. Maybe that's the that's the win. Yeah. But definite definite Wicker Man vibes for that ending death yeah. scene for everybody. Um. And then we were gonna talk about like who we are in the movie. You said that you would be Simon or Connie. Yeah, just yeah, the, the British couple. <laughs> I get it. Because they, it. it was horrible, and they reacted rationally. They were just, like, peace. Yeah, you don't have to do this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, know and. And they, they, they wanted to leave and they couldn't. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd, I'd say that may be a cop out, but I'd say I was those two. Uh, yeah, no, that's I think I would want to be one of them. Like I would want to be Connie or something. I think I would probably most identify with the, the good old May Queen. I hate that, but I think I identified with like it being difficult to set and keep boundaries and, yeah. you know, being kind of a pushover at some times. Yeah. Like there were times where I would just like, I'd cringe because it reminded me of stupid things that I've right. done in the past. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think I would, I think I would go with Danny, but there's so many like really cool themes, I think in this movie, um, that are like parallel mental health. 
And I think like that setting boundaries in your relationships and like, what do we owe each other? I think that that's like a, a really big one. Yeah. Cause she constantly renegotiates with it. Like not even with him, just in the situation. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, it, it's painful to watch. It is really painful. And he's oblivious to it too. It's not like they're both doing it right. Where they're like skirting around each other. It's really, he's ignorant of all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the part where after she sees him having sex with that woman in that like ritualistic situation and she goes back to like their living quarters because I think that moment um, throughout the whole movie, she's kind of tried to moderate her grief, right? And like Mm -hmm. try to moderate her reaction. And Mm -hmm. we see her like cut loose on the couch in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But then we see her like, you know, trying to fit in, like trying to like make things work. Yeah. Being very forgiving. And then when she's in the living quarters with all of the other girls... You know, she lets it out and she, it's not just that they are there with her, mm-hmm. but it's that they like, don't let her experience it alone. Yeah. Right. The they echoing. don't let her. Yeah. Yeah. They just echo it. They just reflect it. And they're yeah. just there with her, like screaming in this like really guttural way. And it's like, you know, more support than she's gotten. <laughs> women supporting women, man. <laughs> I'm saying. I mean, it's I'm the same saying. in the ritual sex scene. Right. <laughs> and that's what's so fascinating yeah. too is. They, they, they find this guy that they approve, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's generations of women in that room right. watching this young lady get impregnated. Right. And then they are there in this weird echoing support of her in her moans and pleasure. Right. And, and then the, the other the elderly starts to pump oh his butt. God. It was so mechanical. Like, it was yeah. so functional and useless but like it was it was <laughs> so yeah. weird but yeah it, it's, it's an interesting way that the that community sort of or at least the in those two scenes yeah. contrasted with danny having finally this cathartic moment where she could the, the dam kind of breaks when she sees her boyfriend and yeah. you know and, and stuff starts to process and, and then and you could even tell with the um, christian when he's having the weird sex is the looks on his face. He's so alienated yeah. and so uncomfortable. Um, still probably tripping on whatever they gave whatever him. Whatever tea. Yeah. Uh, you know, some magic mushroom tea. Um, and, um, and whereas the, 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 the young lady is, you know, the, there's one of the other women holding her hand and yeah. they're all there sort of echoing in support. And yeah. so it's, yeah, it was, it was something, it was, it was definitely something. It was for sure, for um, sure. Yeah, so I think that that like story of like relationships and community and like what yeah. a family is, right? Because yeah. like she would get triggered when she heard family, like the right. family. Yeah. I also love how she had panic attacks for the record. Mm-hmm. Like, because again, like we talked about with the grief, right? Like it wasn't cute. Yeah. Like it wasn't trying to be something other than like real. And I yeah. thought like she, like, like her breathing and like the way she moved and the way she was like, batting people off of her because she couldn't be touched yeah. and like the breathing and her arm movements yeah. I thought it was like she really went for it yeah. and I appreciated that how accurate did you think that that sort of is portrayed because if somebody hasn't ever gone through a panic attack would, yeah. would you say that that was kind of accurate yeah I think so I mean I think that they can look different for everybody which is important but I think typically like that hyperventilation mm-hmm. is like a really good indication that you're like off into a panic zone yeah. or like the rapid heartbeat or yeah. like you feel like you 
like can't sit still, those yeah. kinds of things. And I think with her, it was really tied to like her grief yeah. and her anger maybe, right? Because mm-hmm. I think she was angry at her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she was angry at Christian. Yeah. But like both of those, like she couldn't, they weren't talked about. Like yeah. She didn't like have that out in the forefront. Yeah, and wasn't able to, not, not necessarily her inability to process it, but she yeah. didn't have the avenues or even the space, right? Especially in... Her relationship with Christian, she didn't have the space. And suppose if you have anger with somebody that died, too, it's often hard to overcome, right? If somebody's not around, how do you... You have to figure it out yeah. without them. Without them. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of what I picked up on this that I thought was really cool was that, like, it was... You could almost track her horror, like, mm-hmm. that she would get these, rem- like, these memories. Like, she would get triggered, and it was like she had a memory of the fact that her family was gone. And that, like, the panic was coming from, like, oh, my God, like, what is this now? Yeah. Like, what is this world now? Yeah. And, like, where am I going to get support? Like, yeah. who who's here to have my back? Mm-hmm. And I think that that paralleled really well with, like, her being thrust into this community where, like, everybody has everybody's back all the time, right? right? Yeah. And so she saw, like, that different world. And yeah. even when she leaves, like, when, when they're back home, wherever they're going to college... It's like snowy and cold, and then they get like transported to Sweden. Mm-hmm. That's like twenty four hours of sunlight right. every day. Um, it's just a very different kind of setting that she's pulled out of and thrown into. You know that that is like a really interesting contrast of things. Because um, most of the time, most of the scenes in the states, it's snowy and dark. Yeah. And then you go to Sweden, where it's probably snowy and dark a good amount. The the good half of the other right. year, you know. Or, good other half three of the fourths year. of the year whatever right and um but you get to see sweden in this Mid- constant sunlight summer, baby yeah. yeah and uh so it is an, an interesting contrast yeah um, even going back to uh going back to danny's panic attacks there's mm-hmm. there's yeah there is this like really well done acting where she makes it she does. She she makes it uncomfortable because yes. it's uncomfortable, right? It's yes. not immediately obvious what it is, and I think that's part of the tough part is when you go through things. The people around you sometimes are confused, right? Right. Because whether I think the community aspect was like really important, and I, th- I think ultimately that's what helped her. Um, but nobody still knows what to do, and yeah. that may not be the right way to treat somebody, but you know somehow the 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 rallying around her, I yeah. think, you know, does help her. Well, at least it turns her, right? Because we don't know about the ending. <laughs> she's, she, you know, yeah. the, the very ending, she's, uh, she smiles for the first time in the movie. It's yeah. always like, oh, wait, is this, is this how we're supposed to deal with people's grief? This, yeah. What's going on? You know, like, yeah. it's kind of like, okay, well, it worked, but people died. A lot of people died. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think it's, uh, it's interesting. To me, I kind of took it as, like, her acknowledging or accepting herself in reality in mm-hmm. a way. Like, I think I took it as her, like during that time where they were all like purging their affects. So they call their affects, like these, mm-hmm. these character flaws, mm-hmm. or this, like they could be one to 16, they said, and yeah. one 16 or one is like very holy and 16 is wicked. Yeah. Right. So they were all purging their wicked affects. Mm-hmm. And I think like, that's a fascinating idea. I'm like obsessed with the idea of purging. Um, but 
I think that for her, she was able to like access it because she looked around and everybody was accessing it, right? Yeah. So it was like the space for it. Yeah. So she got permission to like access it. And I think she was able in that moment to not only like separate from Christian because he was getting burnt to death, <laughs> um, but but also like to separate from that in a very final way, but also to like really feel yeah. her like yeah. grief and the power of it, yeah. like the, the overwhelming power of it. And yeah. I think like that might be why... At the end, she smiled. It's because she she felt yeah. free. And she ultimately it. accepts their invitation into their family. Right? Yeah. Because after she becomes the May Queen, they, they mm-hmm. say, you're family now. Yes. Right? And she still, there's this like unease. Right. Um, they because say, she really is still an outsider, but but they're so earnest in the way that they reach out to her and yeah. include her, right? Because they, you know, they go do the, the lady activities. Oh, yeah, the cooking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, but they, they do include her actually more than the other guys, right? Because yeah. the other guys are sort of playing anthropologists, right? right? So, so they're they're observing, and there there is a a bit of a invisible wall between them and right and, and, and the actual community. But Danny isn't there for that reason. She's sort right. of there to experience it, and so they start letting her in. Yeah, experience it at like a very vulnerable time in her life. Yeah, when she's. <sighs> And she's really struggling. Yeah. And yeah, I thought that was really powerful. And it was also kind of like a like a female led society in a lot of ways. Like their highest yeah. highest religious officer was a woman yeah. and all of those things. And um it was it was fascinating to yeah. see that in her place in that. Yeah, because ultimately there's a main queen. Right. Yeah. Right. It's so funny too, because they um they say yeah, Gelskerdeg after she wins the 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 May Queen, which is like I love you, welcome to the family, I love you, right? Mm-hmm. And so she is just like automatically accepted when she yeah. has been trying so hard right. to get Christian's attention and acceptance. Right. And at the same time, like everyone's looking at her when she's the May Queen and yeah. at that table. And Christian can't make eye contact with her because at that point, I'm assuming he already made the decision to have sex with the yeah. the other girl. So he's like, he's the only one that's not like looking at her. That's yeah. like looking away and not giving her that attention, yeah, right? Yeah. And I think that that's like very, that's a very strong symbol yeah. <laughs> of where they are. And he's tripping on that weird psychedelic and tea. he's tripping, that man. Help. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's having a bad trip. His guilt, <laughs> he's having a bad trip His for guilt's sure. making him feel like crap. I yeah. also just wanted to say, yes, they, they did not have a trip sitter the first time when they drove into the town and all the kids were in the field and yeah. they, they didn't have a trip sitter. And things didn't go well. Yeah. Didn't go too Did well. Did not. You know, Danny had a tough time. Yeah. She had a tough time. Um, and even Mark wasn't having a good time. Yeah. So. Mark was funny, though. Mark was, like, that guy that you've, like, everybody's seen at a party. Yeah. Who, like, was, like, kind of nervous about, yeah. like, his hallucinogen. He was like, guys, everybody sit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's sort of, like, his, uh, he's the insecure tough guy, right? Because yeah. he has this, like, like, he's so sure of himself at times. Mm-hmm. Or he... He, that's what he's presenting, projecting, and then, and then, when he's on the psychedelics, it's ultimately peeled back and re- re- like revealed that he's just terrified. Yeah, he's just scared. Yeah. He's just scared. Yeah. They all kind of are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything so, else? I think like the last thing I want to say is like the idea of purging is is um, like they're purging all of their like negative emotions and they're like making sacrifices. And I think it's an interesting way where humans have always tried to like gain control in those ways. Right. Mm. Like we try to control our destiny, control fate, control oh, yeah. life or death, mm-hmm. um, by these practices when in reality, you know, unfortunately it doesn't necessarily work that way. Yeah. You know, it doesn't work that way where we can compartmentalize all of our, 
our difficult emotions on like one period of time. Yeah. Um, and they, they break through. Yeah. But at the same time, it's really interesting to set aside a particular like festival to like. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting because I, you know, even in my own personal life, I've looked for rituals and I think there's something to, um, this is maybe too big of a criticism, but American culture, I think, yeah. Not not to be critical of American culture, but because it can be a mixture of different cultures that we've actually experienced a loss of some rituals and even like yeah. stuff like coming of age things, you know, they are still largely concentrated in specific communities. Yeah. But we've largely let go of a lot of them, right? And so like coming coming of age or sort of phases of life and those sort of yeah. things and we don't necessarily have those. And that's I think an interesting contrast. To the movie, right, where there's these two guys are studying these things rather than necessarily doing them. Yeah, um, that's a good point. um, I mean, I agree. I think I don't. I think it takes a lot of inner work to be able to to purge certain negative aspects of your own uh, affect, I guess. Yeah. But but rituals too sometimes can can be a strong marker of a decision to or conclusion to or something like that and i i think that's especially if because a lot of this stuff in the movie was so foreign to me it was i mean i'm not talking about the murder or anything like that but any (laughs) people you know where it's like oh shoot i wish i had like something that i did every year on the solstice to mark the solstice or changing the seasons and those sort of things um there's something beautiful about those rituals yeah you know if they don't end in murder yeah, as long as they don't end in murder. I think that's an interesting thing about Christian, too, though, because I think in the beginning, and I, I think it's Josh who says this, I could be wrong, but um, he says to Christian, are you, like, focusing on Danny's trials because you don't want to put in the work on yourself that mm. you need to do? And I think that was, like, also an interesting point, yeah. like, that that was kind of Christian's thing, is he just didn't know. Yeah. He didn't know himself. He yeah. didn't know what was going on. Didn't he know wasn't he connected with himself, for sure. No, yeah. Yeah. And I, Josh does a really great job of calling him out. He's like, I can tell. Like, you're yeah. just trying to get him on this, you know. And, um, you know, like, even the way that you're holding yourself now. Like, I, I don't believe you. Yeah. You know, you're, you're really just trying to steal this out from under me. Yeah, I think that was on point. I think that thing is a fair criticism, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Is that it? I think so. Okay. Well, um... Yeah, I think that uh, that that that's all we got. I um, what was your fear, fear rating? rating? I guess. Yeah, so I think it's it's tough for me because I think I am used to a lot of these symbols and I'm not as scared of them mm-hmm. as someone from the outside looking in. So I think that cheats me a little bit. But I think I would go. I think we'll go a solid four, man. Solid four. I think a solid four. We got to start maybe having a different number for different things because it may not always be about the scariness, right? Because scariness can just right. be jump scares or, you know. There right, were, like overall movie. Yeah, there were gory parts. Um, it was really well done. It was a beautiful movie. I think that I helps think so me. Too, if it's yeah. beautiful, I tend to be less scared. Um, we did, again, watch this at 1 p.m., on a bright sunny day which could be scarier based on how the movie was yeah because now i'm afraid to go outside i and get it there's sun still out 
I, you know, I would say this is probably like a four or five for me. Um, it might might change if we watch it at night, but you know, I'll get, I I give it a five. Scary. This is a fantastic movie, though. Yeah, I'm really glad you liked it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, I think that does it. Um. Until next time. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. <laughs>